Hi everybody, Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Made Radio. Hope you're doing well. This is the philosophical movie review for the movie Rio 2 uh, in the first time in the history of this show and after seven or eight years of movie reviews, I am finally giving a movie a minus 666 rating. In other words, it is radioactive to heart, mind and soul alike and should be avoided at all costs. Please do not give these people any, any money for the uh, absolutely rampant anti-male, anti-rational bias in the movie. For those who don't notice this, in other words, if you are either not a man or if you have no self-esteem because of movies like this, the really important thing to understand about movies from a male perspective is to recast the movie with women as whites and men as blacks. And then you'll sort of have a chance to understand just how unbelievably offensive this movie is to any man with a set of castanets clacking back and forth. If you had a movie where all the whites were heroic and noble and smart and wise and funny and caring and, and unselfish and so on, and all the blacks were violent and stupid and abusive and all of that, then you would understand the incredible racism that would be involved in such a movie. The rampant, rampant sexism against men in this movie is truly breathtaking. It, it is like, uh, it outdoes the CGI, which is obviously spectacular and, and fantastic to watch by, you know, in, almost infinite factors. This is the first movie I took my daughter to. I actually had to deprogram her uh, all the all the drive home, uh, I had to deprogram her from the movie and help her understand just how horrible it was towards men, and that's not something I really want to want to pay to do. So let's uh, and there's going to be some spoilers in this. Although since I hope you'll never see the movie, <laughs> or at least won't pay to see it, then uh, hopefully it won't matter much. But I just wanted to mention that ahead of time. So uh, the movie opens. And uh, Blue and Jewel, who are these blue birds, uh, they have had three children. Uh, there are two girls and a boy. Now, let's see. Girls and a boy. Who is going to be the most sociopathic? Is it going to be the girls? No. One of them loves music. The other one really loves to learn and to read. And the boy is mischievous. Uh, what that means is that he's a complete sociopath. So it starts at a party and the parents are asking their two male bird friends where the children are. They left their children in the care of these two men and they don't even know where they are. They said, oh, we left them with this dog who's also a male and the dog doesn't know where they are. So right away we have men in the care of children or men who are caretakers for children completely and totally irresponsible, don't even know where the children are. Welcome to the world of men as portrayed uh, through the absolutely horrendous eyes of this uh, director and his team of four writers. So then we find the children and what's happened? Well, a little baby girl bird has been put in charge of them. And the little boy has tied her to a firework and is about to set the fireworks off. And that's a completely evil. Like I said, as I had to say to my daughter, I said, imagine if I tied a frog, because she loves frogs, imagine if I had tied a frog to a firework what would you do? She's like, well, I'd knock you over and stop you from lighting it. And I'm like, yes, you should. Not that I ever would, but that is a horrendous thing to do. Uh, this is a mark of a sociopath, is cruelty to animals. And he has tied a baby bird girly to a firework and is about to light it, which will kill her. So the child is about to engage in murder, the boy child, and 
this is never commented as problematic or negative or bad in any way, shape or form. The parents come along and it's like, oh, 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 well, I don't think we'll be doing that now, will we? Uh, you know, when you should be rushing them to a team of forensic psychiatrists and trying to figure out what on earth is wrong with the kid, right? And then the boy, uh, the, the father, who, his name is Blue, he gets tangled up in the rocket, goes shooting up into the sky and gets really badly burned. And everyone's like, ooh, ah, the fireworks, right? And, and that no, no, nobody mentions or notices that, that the, the dad has been badly burned because the child has been lighting off fireworks. And the father is so incompetent, he's holding a match and, you know, the match goes down. He doesn't even notice that he's holding a match and that the match burns down. Insane. The, the, the mother, whose name is Jewel, never notices, and this is a continual theme throughout the movie, she has no idea how abused her husband is by, by her father, by all the other birds, and by his own children. She never mentions his or says, you know, people should treat you better. She has no respect for him, nothing but contempt for him. And this is how the movie starts. That uh, the, the, the men are completely irresponsible, don't even know where the kids are, and the boy is a complete sociopath who's about to murder another bird. And this is, uh, uh, this is pretty, pretty tragic. So, and you don't need to know the whole story. It's pretty much paint by numbers, you know, pro-government uh, uh, and, you know, standard issue beret, green, green beret environmentalism, which we'll get to at the end. But uh, they see these birds, right? So uh, there's a man named Tulio and his uh, wife, I think it's his wife by this point, uh, whose name is uh, Linda, Linda. And they're going down the Amazon, they're going to release a bird into the wild. Now, Tulio is a scientist and a, an experienced ornithologist, and Linda uh, ran a bookstore. Now, who's the expert in jungle navigation and rowing? Well, of course, it's the woman. How could the man possibly be an expert at anything? Men are basically there to have to step on rakes, to have the rakes go up into their face about 400 times in a row while the women roll their eyes and ignore the harm that the men are experiencing. That is the whole purpose of men. They're complete idiots. And, uh, and the funny thing is that the woman doesn't feel like she's been given any credit when, of course, uh, it is through the writers, the man is not allowed to uh, be given any credit whatsoever. And so he's an orthonologist and he's setting this bird free and he's making these weird squawking sounds, supposedly to talk to the bird, but it scares the bird, right? So this is a bird expert who doesn't even know when he's scaring a bird with strange, you know, ah, ah, strange squawking noises. Like, how incompetent can you be? How, I mean, how, it's like this guy is the, an expert dentist and he has no idea when he drills that it hurts his patients. I mean, the, you can't give even the, even the man who's a, an, an expert uh, in birds can't even be given the basic understanding of knowing what frightens birds and what doesn't. And he's so dumb that it's the bird who notices that they're about to go over a waterfall and the man completely ignores it, right? The bird is squawking and warning him and he's like, oh, he's just excited or he's going to miss us. He doesn't even understand what a warning behavior on the part of a bird is. He's that stupid. And this is the most educated, most expert film uh, man in the entire film. And he's completely retarded. He's outthought by a bird. He has less than a bird brain. And this is the uh, most elevated man in the whole movie. It is absolutely shocking. Um, so they find these, these lost flock of, of these, I think they're blue macaws. And this is shown on TV. Now, Jewel, the blue's wife, the, these are the two birds again, sorry, <laughs> the movie. But Jewel sees all these birds. And she's like, 
we've got to go there. We're not alone. We've got to go there. Well, this is hypergamy 101, right? Which is the desire for women to marry up. Nothing wrong with it. It's one of the things that drives us out of the caves and into skyscrapers. It's fine. But she's like, oh my God, if there are other men there, I don't have to put up with you, you bumbling idiot. I need to go around other men and see if I can trade up. And this is partly what starts to happen during the movie. And so they make a deal, right? The kids don't really want to go uh, but the mom really wants to go, and then she convinces the kids to go, and she convinces her husband to go, which is important when she later accuses him of being selfish. And um, he says, okay, we can go, we'll just go, and then we're going to come back, right? And she's like, yeah, we're going to come back. So that's their deal, right? Now this guy, the, the male bird, uh, Blue, he flies thousands of miles. Now the joke is he's got a GPS, he's got a fanny pack, he's got a Swiss army knife, he's prepared, right, to go into the jungle. And this is made fun of the whole time. Now, just again, to give you an example, right? So Blue is a very intelligent bird, right? He uses tools and, and he knows language and he's, he's a very intelligent bird. And he relies upon technology, which is an intelligent thing to do, right? Now, the GPS is constantly getting things wrong, but somehow, magically, his wife knows where to go on this thousand-mile journey. And again, this is just the repetitive, continual absolutely sadistic humiliation of the main character who is a male. He's always an idiot. He's always wrong. He's always mistaken. At one point he's bathing himself and he finds out, oh, he's drinking. He's drinking and brushing his teeth and he finds out basically that the other birds are peeing and washing themselves in the, so he's basically eating. Like this is just continuous, this continual humiliation of the male. And uh, that's just uh, horrendous. And don't you get God, like at some point, these male actors have got to man up and say, no, I am not doing these bullshit characters anymore. I'm not doing this Gary unmarried idiot man stuff anymore. You know, like blacks have done it. They're like, no, I don't want to play another thug. I don't want to play one of these, these idiots. I don't want to be Al Jolson in like uh, face paint. Uh, I, I don't want to do that racist stuff anymore. It's like, come on, men. Jesse Eisenberg, Jesus Christ, grow up here, man. You, you're worth millions of dollars. Can you not say, no, I'm not doing this movie. I'm not going to be uh, portraying to children, to boys and to girls, the continual humiliation of a male character. I do not want boys to see this. I don't want to see the rampant anti-intellectualism of the film. Like at one point, uh, the Blue accidentally starts a gang warfare. Ooh, look, more men who are being gang warfare, right? There's these red birds, and he accidentally goes into their territory to get a Brazil nut, and then there's a, a, a gang war that starts up, and, and you know, the, the, so you've got the blue birds uh, versus the red birds, you know, the bloods and the crips and blah, blah, blah. So the, 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 these birds are complete sociopaths. Uh, just monstrous, criminal, uh, paramilitary, uh, gang warfare related. And this is like a continual throughout the movie. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's put into a game which he's completely incompetent in, which is further humiliation. And the whole time that he is being humiliated, this, this man character, this male bird, his wife doesn't notice a thing because she's too busy flirting with another man, right? This is the hypergamy, right? She wanted to go and find any other bird than this guy who was the only bird in the species she could mate with, which is why she had the kids with him and so on. And it's just horrendous. So at some point, you, you men, you got to read these scripts and say, fuck you. I am not going to lend my talent and intelligence and my charisma to the continual portrayal of men as complete retards and violent, incompetent, uh, party-brained, scatterbrained. Like there's a, 
uh, George Lopez voices this this toucan, and the toucan has a wife who's a complete bully, right? And she's a terrible singer. And he's like, he's planning, I'm going to get you a pit in the play. You better, right? And he's scared of her. And in the first movie, he's always trying to get away from her. And he's, he's henpecked, right? Well, I guess two can pecked or whatever, right? And this is the kind of nonsense that is going on. The men are weak and competent and, and st- stop taking money to program little boys and little girls that men are foolish, ridiculous, and incompetent. It is, I mean, God, it, it, it's it, it, stop it stop it for my daughter's sake i don't want her to be programmed with this bullshit and then have no respect for man i'm one of the men i want her to have respect for i don't want her to have no respect for the other boys around so stop doing it it is destructive to the world as a whole now there's one i guess there are two characters female characters who are less than saintly right uh, one is this uh, poison frog uh, who's voiced by this Pip Sweet from Glee, who's spectacularly great uh, in the in the role. I mean, the singing is just stunning, and uh, she's just really great. And she's in love with a mean bird who's seeking vengeance for what happened in the first film. And she love, but she loves him. She gets this amazing song, and and she's just you know. So she likes the mean bird, and uh, it turns out at the end, and I don't, it doesn't matter why, she's given an excuse. Right? There's a reason why. Right. None of the evil guys have an excuse. Right. They're, they're, nobody ever says, well, you were beaten by your mom. But she had bad parents. And this is why uh, this evil female character has um, uh, is 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 uh, attracted to this mean bird. Right. So the, the men are just causeless idiots uh, and, and evil and mean. And the women are all saints. And when one isn't a saint, she has to be given an excuse based upon her childhood. And again, this is, you know, the fact that evil women are always granted excuses and you have to expend reasons as to why they're this way. Whereas men are just causeless evil bots. That's such a cliche that people don't even notice it anymore, right? It's like breathing. Unless you're sitting there concentrating on it, it's just so continual and omnipresent that you don't even notice it anymore. And then there's one bird who's, um, I think, uh, the, the, the charismatic bird's uh, uh, father, uh, mother, uh, who is like an aunt, and she babbles and gets things wrong. And uh, Jewel, right, the female bird, says to her husband, "Just, just go with it. Don't, don't, right? Don't criticize. Don't question. Don't say what are you talking about. Don't try to understand. Or just smile and nod and go along with it." Right? Again, you know, creating these uh, exceptions for women and uh, treating them like uh, children while treating like holy children while treating men like evil elves. Right? And. What I think is uh, also interesting, uh, all, all the news media tells the truth in the movie and all the people in the, news, in the news media are women and all the bad guys are men, right? So there are these evil loggers. Ooh, look, evil people who want to use property in nature and leave a smoking wasteland in its wake. They have to be male and of course, right? I mean, the reason why the Amazon forest is being stripped is because you can't buy the property there. You can only buy the timber rights, which means clear cutting and no replanting is the order of the day because it's more profitable for the governments to collect the taxes on stuff where they don't have to replant, right? So uh, in uh, in Canada, you you can't buy timber rights. You buy the land and then you you replant, right? But in the Amazon, you can't buy the land, just buy the timber rights. So it's government, but of course, it's these evil private uh, guys. It's all men and men with chainsaws. It's all men who are doing this stuff. And there are no female uh, people who are exploiting the environment as if there's no such thing as cosmetics or perfume or anything like that. So uh, Tulio, the orthonologist, at one point, uh, Linda goes up and, you know, thumps the guy with the chainsaw who's an evil guy who apparently is going to chainsaw her for death for objecting to him cutting down a tree. 
And Tulio is like, uh, these men cut up more than trees. And he's like, run, Linda, run. And she runs away to save herself. And then he turns around, this like skinny 12-pound guy, he turns around to face the men advancing on him with chainsaws. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. right? So, I mean, this is like, A, this is male disposability. Like, why, why doesn't she stay and he run away, right? Because men are disposable and women must always be protected and saved. Because remember, it's a highly oppressive patriarchy that women live under. And then he's completely incompetent. I think he trips and falls over or something like that. And uh, there's another, uh, this Roberto guy, who is um, a really pretty charismatic uh, playboy, Bluebird. Boy, there's a sentence I thought I'd be saying at this show. And uh, he's voiced, voiced by Bruno Mars, who is like a staggeringly good singer. Like he does this little acapella number that just gives you goosebumps. It's so good. And he's sort of suave and charismatic and... Uh, vaguely straight, <laughs> somewhat straight. And he's all over. Uh, he's the good-looking, suave, charismatic bird who's all over um, a blues wife, Jewel. And she's flirting with him like crazy and so on. And then when danger... So he's fairly competent. It's like, okay, well, so he's kind of sleazy. He's uh, basically all over a married woman, kind of gross. But then when danger comes, he becomes completely hysterical and babbles and, you know, can't think straight. So again, just another man who's kind of sleazy and sex crazed and then completely ineffective when when danger comes. And that's uh, pretty horrendous to see as well. The anti-intellectualism, yeah, you could do a whole show on it. Um, Blue is smart and tries to reach things out and tries to negotiate with people and is continually ground down by the alphas and the betas, right? The people who just use the birds, who just use force to get what they want. So at one point when the gang war is about to be settled by a sports game, he says, listen, we're an intelligent species. We have advanced reasoning skills. Let's negotiate. And, you know, everybody just like rolls their eyes and they go ahead and do what they're saying. And uh, it's, um, it's horrendous to see, horrendous to see just how evilly men are portrayed. And, I mean, this has a lot to do with the sort of the social welfare state as a whole. So, you know, back in the day when men and women were treated like adults rather than the perpetual adolescence of statism that we all uh, charge through like slow motion goo bots these days, a woman had to choose a quality man if she wanted to have kids because she'd get pregnant and she'd be disabled by having kids for like 10 years, having kids breastfeeding, having kids breastfeeding. So she'd need to choose a man who stuck around. She'd need to choose a quality, a, a virtuous man, a steady man, a good provider. And then uh, after women got the vote, shortly after women got the vote, you start to get all these social programs in, uh, which are to do with taking care of the elderly, which was women's job for the most part, and to do with taking care of children. And all this sort of stuff gets, you know, women vote for free stuff, just like men sometimes do as well. And in South America, uh, the state has been huge for, uh, I think it was in the 1920s, Argentina had the same GDP as America, but then Argentina went full full bore socialist, like ball steep socialism, and they've just, you know, fallen off the map as far as standard of living and e income growth and so on compared to the US, which has had the remnants of a free market system for a couple of generations. And so women, like, how could you possibly have a culture that views men with such bottomless contempt? Uh, well, it's because women can go marry the state and get what they want from the government, and therefore they can treat men like crap. Like, imagine if the government sent around uh, sex workers uh, every two days uh, to bang young men senseless, to have sex with young men, then young men would not be likely to bring roses on dates with women because they're like, well, I can get free sex from the government, so I don't have to really treat women nicely. 
Because women can get free resources from the government, or supposedly free resources, they don't have to treat men with respect. And uh, uh, this is what you see as an outgrowth of the women wedding the you know bottomless alpha male state and then turning all of the men into disposable zetas because they are because the government is providing at least until it crashes the women with what they need if the women make bad choices in who they have children with so this movie is an example of just how toxic and poisonous this is of course there's you know the bad loggers and the good government see the government comes along and it's okay we've turned this into a protected park and therefore 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 like governments are also great at maintaining the uh, economy you know i mean the uh, sorry maintaining the environment i mean the economy is something we pass to the next generation and if the economy is laden down with debt that's destructive to the next generation the government has no more concern about the environment than it does about the economy or the lives of its citizens through war and imprisonment it's continually shredding and breaking them so I mean, I, I, I literally could spend hours on, on this movie, uh, just, just how absolutely toxic it is. It is, it is damaging uh, to children. It is a shameful, shameful piece of, of misandry, of, of anti-male, anti-human, anti-intellectual, anti-rational propaganda. The men are all incompetent or evil or foolish. Uh, the women are all saints and competent and rolling their eyes as they attempt to support the men. And the last thing I want to say is, Towards the end of the movie, right, the deal between the right jewel and and blue was we go to the Amazon and then we come back, right? That was the deal. That was the only way it goes, right? And then a jewel gets there and she's being wooed by this hunky Roberto guy, and she now she wants to stay. She wants to stay, and she's just like, "Well, we're going to stay." And he's like, "Well, wait, wait, wait. We had a deal. We should talk about this." And then she basically says, "Well, the kids are thriving. They're really happy. Stop being selfish," right? But let me tell you something, why this is so jaw-dropping. Ever since her husband came to where the, the jungle, because he was raised uh, as a pet or as a companion, he calls it. Ever since her husband came to the jungle, he has been abused. Her own father abuses him and puts him in life-threatening situations, like having him uh, dance on, on snapping crocodiles' mouths puts him in, and, and, and injures him and, and, and berates him and, and threatens him. And the other, like then there's this sexual guy, uh, Roberto, who's constantly hitting on her, uh, which is sexually humiliating to the husband and so on. And he's being ignored. He's completely a fish out of water because he grew up with humans and he, these are all birds in the Amazon. So the whole time her husband is there, he's being humiliated. And she has no problem with it whatsoever. The kids are humiliating him. They have no respect for him. She humiliates him by continually flirting with this sexy guy, bird. And her father humiliates him and all the other birds. He's humiliated in the game, uh, in the sports game or the turf war. So there's this continual humiliation of her husband. She does nothing. The father of her children, she never complains about it. She never notices it. She never gives him any support. And she certainly never says to people, hey, dad, this is my my husband. This is the father of my children. You damn well treat him with respect. He knows things you don't know. Listen, you ha he happens to be in your element. Okay, fine. So you know more. If you were to come to a city, he would not treat you this way. He would not pretend that his accidentally gathered knowledge through experience made him somehow morally, uh, spiritually superior to you. He would recognize that you're just a fish out of water like he is now, and he would treat you with respect anyway. So you better damn well treat the father of my children with respect, or fuck you, dad. Or something like that, maybe with a little less swearing for the children. But that never happens. So 
She basically humiliates him the whole way there by making fun of his fanny pack and his GPS and his knife and so on. And his knife, of course, never works and the GPS never works because for a movie that relies so basically and inevitably on technology, it makes a lot of fun of technology. But then again, that's just kind of natural. That's just populism. So she basically drags him halfway around the world to go to this jungle with the promise that they will return. He is continually humiliated. She breaks her word to return and then, and then, she has the unbelievable goal to call him selfish, to use the children and to call him selfish. He is selfish for not wanting to stay in a place where he's continually being abused by her relatives. And to not want to stay in a place where his wife is continually flirting with an alpha male. He's selfish for wanting her to keep her word, and she's not at all selfish for flirting with a guy and worshipping her dad despite the fact that they're both humiliating and abusing her husband. Oh my God. These, and this is why I'm saying, like, it's, it's so astonishingly toxic a movie. Like, it really should come with some sort of essential warning just about how harmful this is going to be to men and women, to boys and girls. Uh, it is uh, a sexism uh, that is so staggering and I, I did do a quick search. To my knowledge, it has been mentioned by no reviewers whatsoever just how relentlessly anti-male, pro-female, and insane uh, this movie is in its bottomless hatred and contempt for men and terrified worship of women. Boy, I can only imagine what the director's marriage is like. But anyway, please, please, please stay away from this movie. Do not expose your children uh, to this movie. If they do accidentally see it, uh, make sure they're in a soundproof hazmat suit and scrub them down with some sort of uh, radioactive, anti-radioactive green jelly afterwards. This is Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain Radio. Thank you so much for watching. Have yourselves a great day.